Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always, George Jones Singer. Hello, Ben. I like the energy that you're speaking at, and I feel like there's a lot sort of energy we really don't really need for our guests. Our guest is so well and composed, <laughs> and he's so easygoing, but this energy Good that you're point. bringing in, my God, it's very addictive. I really want to keep it up. Uh, our guest for this evening is... <laughs> no, no, let me catch my breath. Uh, I guess he's a very, very good friend of ours uh, who's been uh, around the stand-up comedy scene for a while. His name, uh, he's a, also an excellent uh, writer for many TV shows. Please welcome to Fitbed Pod for the first time, it's Jack Drew. Hey guys. Thank you for having uh, me. I think it was a big fiery introduction. I know, I know. We just, we, it, it is, I just try to see uh, what wave I get from Ben and I try to write yep. it, but usually I can't ma- man- manage that energy. <laughs> The, so, um, uh, and, and I need to build it up because I just I did have just a little nap and then I'm working tonight. So I just need to just sort of uh, fool myself that I'm 32 again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The, doing anything post nap is I can't manage at all. I, like I can't nap for that reason. I would love to nap, yeah. but I just I'm I'm dead worse than any any hangover any like like i could just not sleep for 24 hours and i'd have more energy than i would oh, right wow. after napping. That? i just can't really? do it have you yeah, tried yeah. to nap for no more than 20 minutes 20 um, minutes 20 <laughs> minutes uh <laughs> i almost wanted I'm to let so it go screwed it tonight. So, i'm so, so stuffed for tonight <laughs> oh, i'm in so much trouble <laughs> um no, I can't really fall asleep very quickly, even at the the best of times. So yeah, I've just written off written off napping what's is your, an idea. What's your sleep ritual like uh, when it is good, and then what well, is it I'm, like on average? I'm glad you brought this up because it's changed pretty dramatically, like just this month. Because I, for my whole life, thought I was uh, like a pretty bad insomniac. Like I just couldn't get to sleep ever. Um, and it would drive me nuts because I'd try and I'd always try and get up at a good time and go to bed at a good time and do all the stuff people say about going to bed at the same time and you know not not eating before bed or not having technology before bed and all that stuff and just nothing worked. And then I was reading this book about sleep recently and it was Is that talking Matthew about Matthew Walker or whatever. What's his yeah, name? yeah. Why we sleep? Um, that why seems sleep, to be the yeah. main one. But uh, yeah, I, it was pretty early on in the book, but it just talked about just the idea of being a a night owl. And I kind of had, I think I just like a lot of people, you just internalize the idea of sleeping in and staying up late is just sort of just lazy, I guess. Right. And I was always trying to force myself to fit into a normal rhythm. But I've kind of really like just accepted. It's like, I'm not an insomniac. I actually sleep. I can sleep for eight hours really well. It's just those, those hours have to be kind of between 2 a.m. and 10 a.m. Wow. So you're like an outlier. Yeah. And they explained why in the book as well, that it's like, if you think about living in like a tribe or a village or something, if some of the people fall asleep at 10 and get up early and some of the people fall asleep at like 2am and get up late, it's like less time that you're, you're vulnerable to like predators or attack. Oh. So it actually makes like sense in a real so evolutionary way. So you're the night way. watchman for us. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You got to keep the fire going. I'm out here. Or, yeah. Or the on kids. watch yeah. for predators. Yeah. The leopards and whatever else that can attack. That's why yeah. we sleep. Oh, well, so first of all, on behalf of the community, I want to say thank you, Jack. Um, thank you for looking out for us at 2 a.m. Yeah, no sweat. That, that is what I'm doing at 2 a.m. Definitely not. <laughs> but then just yeah. being outside, always sunny outside in catfish comedy. And, yeah. Just making sure everyone gets home safe. But, but then do you, so do you now, Cindy, you just go to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Like, pretty much every night. Yeah, every I don't try and go to bed before two because I'll just I know I'll just be lying awake. Yeah, and so <laughs> so the re- let let yeah. me let me preempt what's happening to Ben right now because his ben- brain has just gone into overdrive yeah. because <laughs> I've good. done this podcast for over two hundred episodes now and I know all he's thinking is how the fuck can I get that without have, while having kids? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you yeah. No, no? no, you missed it. I thought I thought no. What I was thinking was just like just the idea that I'd have to stay awake. Till two o'clock in the morning just actually made me not only physically ill but just depressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I just really? I, I I I at the moment now I don't know if it may maybe it's changed in the last month since coming back from holidays. But if I can go to bed at eight thirty, I will go to bed at eight thirty and sleep. Yeah, now, I'll right. still wake up early. Like I usually wake up, but it's just at the moment now. Like I, I like I'm trying to get to eleven o'clock. And it is so hard. Like, <laughs> like it's it's like if I'm working, it's fine because the second yeah. wind will kick in. But if I'm at home, 
Because my partner just uh, uh, bought this new game called uh, Splendor or something. Splendor or something like this. Splendor yeah. in the grass. Uh, Splendor. Splendor, yeah. So it's, and she's really into board games. And so even then we start playing this game at like 9.30 and I, I'm like, I, I can't function. I can't add up sums. I can't work out probabilities here. I can't, I can't do any of it. And then the idea of you just going, well, better not get into bed before 2 o'clock because I'll be yeah. wide awake. I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like I... I get exactly that same feeling, but at like when most people get up in the morning, like when people want to, yeah. like I think when I was working a normal like nine to five job, I was sort of like, why, why pay me to be here at nine o'clock? Cause I'm not like functioning. Your best. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like yeah, it's yeah. insane. I can't do anything useful to anyone while I'm here. But that's such a huge game changer though, Jack. Like imagine, cause how old are you? 31. So thirty-one. So How old do you look? Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to his uh, elixir. Uh, you, you know, the, what fountain of youth that he drinks drinks from every day? His ongoing joke that Jack Drew has been eighteen for fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say though? I feel like I I get that, but I also think that um the people who are most obsessed with like me not aging are always like stand-up comedians who have just been just like blasting beers and being like up all night for like it's, it's always yeah, people with the like completely destroying their body and then they're like you're aging weird mate what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. for a lot of people it's easy to bring you down than try to be better themselves it's yeah. like there's something, and also there's like, something wrong with oh, you I for being that, yeah. healthy and drunk yeah. comedians in the and i go but what is it mate like what is, yeah. like, is it like is it a pill is it is it is it something like what is it yeah what's your secret are you not are you not smoking two packs a day how do you do it oh my god second time i nearly want to spew (laughs) so yeah so what a genuine game changer that must be because i can imagine the frustration you would have felt say i don't know how long this has been something on your mind but oh man it would be so fucking annoying to be like I need to get up at, you know, if I need to be at work at nine, that means I need to get up at eight. If I'm going to get up at eight, that means I need to go to sleep at about 12 or even before. And you just mm. can't, like, it's just must be so frustrating. And now you've just gone, fuck it. The two o'clock is when my bedtime kicks in. And then, ben, sorry, Ben just opened his eyes really wide. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, are you okay? Did you take something before this part? No, it's just as soon as you say two o'clock in the morning, I feel like I'm about to like pass out. So I just have to yeah. open oh, up my wow. Like even... Anything past 12 is genuinely triggering. Like, I hear 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and I'm like, I need to sleep. Well, it does feel like um, like I've got some kind of special secret going by being up that late. Like, the, I do have that thing of where it's, like, 1 o'clock, and I'm not even getting ready for bed. Like, I'm still, like, you know, yeah. sending yeah, emails yeah, yeah. and shit, and I'm like, oh, this is So crazy. this is my – this is – A, I was going to say well done for finally figure out, figuring it out. And the book is called Why We Sleep. Uh, so anyone wants to read up more – Check it out. I remember there was one particular story in that book about the guy who slept walk and killed his like mother-in-law or something like that. And they proved it in court that he wasn't liable for it. It was manslaughter, not murder. And I was like, this is fucking insane. But it's it's a compelling story though. Um, So, Um, but but what I was going to say though then, Jack, was that are you, so what does that look like? So say last night we were at a gig, uh, you finished around 10 o'clock or so, let's say you got home 10.30, what happens between 10.30 and 2 a.m. for you? What? How do you utilize that time? Um, I'm still kind of figuring that out a bit. But uh, yeah, I didn't do much last night. Um, I watched a, a documentary and I sort of, I'm trying to organize like a, um, trying to organize to film some sketches with a proper like camera team. So uh-huh. I was just like doing some emails and stuff about that. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, last night, very unproductive. Just watched some TV, sent some emails, and that was it. But, but, but were, you watching I, phys- were you watching Physical 100? No. Right. Is that real good? I've seen ads for it. it, it it's actually really good. It's, it's really What's good. Physical it's Ninja 100? It's, 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 a, it's a Korean show, and it's a Squid Game meets Ninja Warrior. It's quite addictive. And if you listen to the dubbed version, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, so sick. This is a recommendation. And also because yeah. we'll get into what you're into as well, which is kind of what I wanted to lead into with what your sporting activity, but please continue. So, yeah. So, um, but, but I, can I just push back on the, 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 this, you're saying you're not being productive. I would just be like, isn't that normal? Like if you look at the average Aussie that we know in terms of what they do before bed is probably watching TV and maybe reply to a few emails. Do you know what I mean? Like, more. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. To, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah, you are right, but I also feel like that you got to factor in that I'm not, 
You don't have anyone to reply people to. People normally would be productive <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. Like I'm giving up that bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. You're actually just emailing yourself. Hey, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what about the 10 a.m. element of it? So are there things that you're missing out on? I mean, you're standing. How do you not get woken up? How do you the not sunlight, get woken yeah, up? Yeah, that's like, actually a good one as well. Like noise, like sunlight. Like what are you doing? Blackout curtains? Eye um, patch? Yeah, it's been pretty fine. Sorry, just, the way just my... I want to talk about eye patch. The idea <laughs> yeah, of someone yeah. going to bed like a fucking pirate. Yeah. <laughs> not two, just one. <laughs> yeah, only one eye is sensitive to light. I'm going to pirate up the uh, Put the Barrett to bed. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're still getting woken up by the parrot on your shoulder anyway. <laughs> Um, I seriously feel like it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben's a little tired, drunk. I don't know if people have that feeling when you're tired and you feel a little loopy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so in the morning, are you missing out? Or like, for, okay, two questions. One, how do you not wake up to the sunlight or noise of the world? And two, uh, do you feel like you're missing out on things? Um, well, I don't wake up uh, because of just sort of the way my apartment is set up like i think it's there's only really one window and it's the other side of the house to where my bed is so that's not really a problem wow. but um the yeah i mean i i guess i do feel like i'm missing out a little bit because i do like um like being up like early in the morning kind of before the world gets up a little bit like mm. i always loved the idea of like getting up and going for a run first thing in the morning was like that's always very nice but it means i'm just don't get enough sleep and I feel dog shit the rest of the day. Yeah. So, um, it's not worth it, yeah. so yeah, I feel like I am missing out, but what I'm gaining in like finally getting an appropriate amount of sleep is yeah. way, way better. And what you're gaining is not like that feeling of refreshed and energized for the waking hours, whatever it happens to be for you, 10 to 2 a.m. But, but, but it's like, yeah, why that seems like a good compromise. Yes, you're missing out on potentially catching up with someone for coffee at, you know, 8.30 or whatever, but really, if mm. you're a better person for the, extra, the, the appropriate amount of sleep, not even extra sleep, the appropriate amount of sleep, then fucking why not, you know? Yeah, and as long as I don't have like, um, I know this is a very like uh, sort of privileged setup as well, because after, if you got, you know, kids or a nine to five job or something, it's way more difficult. But I, there is a sort of thing where it's not, but you wouldn't none be of this is set in stone if I have morning, to. You wouldn't be going to bed at two o'clock in the morning, Drizzy. So it's not that like, you know, it's a if you have kids, like if you went to two o'clock in the morning and then you have to wake up mm. at six, you'd, you'd die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And if I do need to meet someone at like 8 a.m. for a coffee, I'll just do that. Like none of it's, I'll just be a bit tired on that but day. But still go matter. to bed at two o'clock in the morning. Probably, yeah. Just like be like the same as when you got to get up early for other stuff. Like a flight, if you have a um, 6 a.m. flight or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be pretty... Uh, pretty zonked to that day yes. but whatever okay yeah 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 and so then so what about actual uh so no eye masks no no other interventions that you have no i still should be trying to work on actually getting to sleep because i think i uh i think i just sort of given up on that trying to get to sleep at a normal time like right. i think i just thought that's just not a, a possibility for me but right. i think with, yeah on the times that i do try and meditate and do that kind of stuff it does help a lot what's your meditation that you do um, Big just old like, wank. <laughs> um, um, I, I really want to come and watch you do warm up tonight. Now, if this is the quality of uh, the headspace, I, that can you're... I just say I am genuinely worried? <laughs> <laughs> okay, genuinely worried about how I'm going to perform tonight. Okay, yeah, because it's. <laughs> It's, you know, uh, anyway, any, li uh, any uh, listeners uh, who happen to run into Ben Lomas on uh, Wednesday, <laughs> the 8th of February uh, at well, night just, <laughs> just on that topic, just a shout out to one listener. Sorry, Juicy. One listener who um, uh, said hello. Very excited. So we the start of the show uh, at a comedy night. Uh, I just want to say sorry for that night of comedy. Um, I'm so sorry. It was a shocking night, and there were two comedians who were doing questionable material. I'm not going to apologize on their behalf, but please come again another time. Oh, please. I want to hear this. I want to know. I want to know what kind of questionable material. Can we do a, sorry, can we do a little sidebar during Jack Drus's episode to find out what is this? Okay, yeah, I want to know. No, it's just, you know, you, it, it's, it's it, to put it into perspective, it was um, a young female listener who's listened to our poll for a long time, very lovely, and then they just had to sit through 
some very questionable material. Old school, about, 90s material, that kind of stuff. Yeah, where you're like, oh, come on. Okay. Like, you, really? Like, but then the, you know, the, the, did she, the, did the, she the, fall but, out of heaven? But then did it she be, really? It begs the question, though, Lomas, why were you doing that kind of gear? Like, you know it's 2023. <laughs> See, way too tired to pick up on that. <laughs> all right, all right. Jack Drew is Jack. Are you hosting the show? Hey. Are you hosting the show in question? I think it was actually. Hey, Drew, can I can I segue? So just back on um because I occasionally bump into uh, Drewcy on his runs. Once in a while, I see you running yeah, along at their own uh, Mary Creek. Yeah, the very hands of Pomichota, and you're always um you're in the zone. Um, the other thing I'm fascinated why and why I sort of think you should go watch uh, the 100 Physical is um, are you still into bouldering and rock climbing? Yeah, yeah. I really like it. I had a, a big period where I wasn't doing it and I'm pretty back into it now. A lot of fun. So can you explain uh, to us the difference between rock climbing and bouldering? Yeah, sure. So bouldering is uh, basically when you're climbing – at a at a height where you don't need ropes, so it's it's not like that free solo guy where he's oh. choosing to be crazy and go without ropes. Yes. It's like there's just crash pads underneath you, and so you can fall safely onto the pads. Who is so that? That guy could again? be. Uh, what, sorry, what's the free Alex solo? Honnold? Alex what was he? Oh, yeah, what's yeah. his name? Alex Honnold. Honnold, and 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 if anyone hasn't seen that doco, I think it's Netflix, and it is incredible to watch. But it's also, I mean, he's. I love and respect him, but fuck, he's broken, right? Like, he clearly, he can't not, like, think about the next big thing. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's a, you see the whole, his whole life through the perspective What's of his What's the thing? Girlfriend. So he climbs, he climbs one of the biggest face, rock faces of the world with no harnesses. With no harnesses. Yeah, no ropes or anything. Nothing. Just his bare hands and and shoes. And, and, and the incredible thing about it is that he has absolutely mapped and memorized every move he makes for that entire client. Like he knows that, okay, the next bit I've got to use my left hand and this is where I put my knee over here. Like it's amazing to see what the human body can actually achieve, but God damn it. I'm glad it's, I'm not him, you know? Yeah. It's um, seeing that at IMAX is like such a insane cinema experience. Like when it came uh... out, it was like, I've never, f and it's like, I was, like kind of following him online before the oh, movie really? came out. So, so I already sort fan, of, right. yeah. So like that, when he actually did the climb, it was quite like big news and that, like if you follow that sort of stuff on the internet. So I already knew about it and knew it was yeah. safe and everything. Like he did it. That movie for but you even was with, like, even the... with that knowledge, you're still terrified yeah. watching it. You're watching it like the last dance for a lot of basketball fans. Like you knew what the topic yeah, was going to yeah. be about, <laughs> but you're like, fuck, this is going to be great. Does he, yeah, does he ever slip, like slip for a second and then have to hold on again? Uh, not in the actual one, but there's plenty of footage of him like training and like stuffing up the moves and you know, he's about to do it like for real, which is like that terrifies you. Yeah. Cause yeah, doesn't wow. it, does he, does he practice by scaling it with ropes first? Yeah. Yeah. So the, all these free solo guys, they've done, they've done the climb like a million times before with ropes. Right. Yeah. So okay. they get, they're like right. locked so they're, in. They're cheating. And, so yeah, exactly. So Ben, it's like you when you go up on stage and you go, "What's your go-to coffee order?" You know, like it's from from the outside perspective, it's like, "Wow, this guy is amazing. He's flying without a rope. He's just doing riffing gas. How does he do it? How does he do yeah. it?" But then, if you really watch the documentary on Ben Lomas, you see he asks that question yeah. every night and always says the same answer. <laughs> yeah, once you really dig into it, you're like, "Oh, this guy is actually insane." Oh, this that's okay. Any more questions mental. this year at the <laughs> Cooper's in at 7 o'clock. Tickets are available <laughs> at uh, Um All right. So that's uh, bold, so bouldering is where you basically, it's a, it's a mini version of that where you, if you fall, you're unlikely to do severe damage. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely hurt yourself like yeah. how you can hurt yourself doing anything, but that's, that's, the I mean, if you land on your, that's if you land on your arm the wrong way, you know, you can put your shoulder out and stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. But is it, um, is it, is, so it was just another way of being able to do rock climbing without, um, having to harness people up Sorry, and sign a million I, one forms. I just dropped my. Mic. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. You good deal? Yeah, I just dropped my microphone and all my equipment. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> because, because um, I'm always like, rock climbing and bouldering is is um, uh, it's just so, so never been in my wheelhouse. And it's not that I, I don't think I'd enjoy it. It's just the way my physique is. And my build and my strength in my body—it yeah. is—is—is is something I just can't 
even come close to doing. Yeah, you're six foot. Dab- you're six foot two, so people are more likely to climb you as a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> so the example is in the in the in the physical hundred that the, the before they start all the physical things they have to do with they get fifty of the of the contestants and then suddenly this um, big crane comes down and the game is you have to hang on to something as long as you possibly can right, right? you just hang on yeah. so it's like bars and so it goes up and then whoever uh, is the last to uh, fall in uh, wins like the immunity pin or something like it's something like yeah. that right. And so it's all about uh, grip strength, um, you know, balance, uh, you know, all the bodybuilders drop off pretty heavily because they're all just really heavy. Uh, and, you know, the people sticking around are like the rock climbers, the ice climber um, and uh, the gymnasts. So people with grip strength who have got lighter bodies and and mm. and, and, for, and I worked on Ninja Warrior and, and it was all, it's always about the grip strength and, and how you can use it. Or And, and I, what I didn't understand is there's so much balance in rock climbing, which I yeah yeah was unaware of, but then I thought the kids watched that with me, and I like, hey, can we have our own version of this? I said, well, let's go to the park and hang off the monkey bars, okay? So it was like, mm. and whoever drops off first, and so instead we would time each other. So my son went first uh, and did. Uh, I was able to hang there for forty seconds. Uh, my daughter was able to do it for about thirty-five seconds. My partner did it for twenty. Can you guess how long I lasted? It's going to be much higher or much lower. Three, three seconds. I'm going to say three seconds. Yeah. I'll go Ooh, 10 no. seconds. No, 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 no. Not three seconds. 10? Uh, no. Uh, a minute. 0. 0.5 seconds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 0.5 seconds. I was really annoyed. I had oh, another man. go and I said to my partner, surely it's a second. And she's like, nah. <laughs> just hanging, <laughs> I was just like, hanging off the monkey bar? Yeah, just hang on with the monkey bar. I just like I was like, where's the grip? Like, I can't. Like there was just such little grip in my hands, and it was just like I could. And I had to lift my legs up because I was too tall yeah. for the monkey bars. So that I was like, maybe if I hung, maybe it was different. But even then, just just a little bit, like, barely a second. I was like, I, oh I'm more God. impressced by your wife's like reflexes on the timer. <laughs> yeah, point yeah. five seconds. That's the impressive thing. There. It was a huge stopwatch. We spent yeah. way too yeah. much money on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were doing it at the Melbourne Marathon track, so they knew exactly when to stop started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, I, I'm actually on that note. Sorry, side side note. I was I very happy because I did my first pull up in ages the other day. Oh, so no, I, 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 struck, I struggled that. to do a second, but but it was really it was quite a big moment for me. So I'm, I just want to celebrate that. Hell yeah! Uh, That's great. That's great. One pull up is huge. Thank you. And so I, that, I mean, of course, I was on the, my knees and just <laughs> lifted my head over <laughs> a kid's toy. <laughs> no, no, no. I did a proper in the gym. But uh, so yeah. So Jack, so you, the one you do is is you do both. You do the rock climbing and bouldering. Uh, I've only done rock climbing a few times because uh, I don't I don't own any of the gear and I don't know how to use it safely. What, what so if that, I can go out with people who know how to do it, what about it, that place that's on Swanson it. Street near RMIT? Is that one of those places you could go to? Um, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, um, that yeah, I, I was thinking about like outside kind of oh, on actual rocks. Really. Um, yeah. Would you, but, you, you've um, done the actual rock thing thing? Like, like, yeah, I did it in like Tassie, man. It was so much fun because oh, wow. I went out with, um, uh, yeah, a friend of mine who knows more about that stuff. Yeah. And the first time I did it, like, I was, yeah, it was so scary, but like the climb wasn't that difficult, but it was still, you just, you, you don't trust yourself to do the movements yeah. that you normally would in the gym. But then what happened was, uh, we'd gotten, uh, like a new rope for it. Right. So, we and I guess with the rope, normally you use it for a while, and I think it gets a bit. It sort of stiffens because it has a bit of flexibility in it. It oh, like yeah, stiffens yeah. and it gets more friction on it because it's always going through those carabiners uh-huh. and rubbing against the rocks. So the brand new rope had no friction, and the the um was it like peak flexibility? Right. So it was at the bit where I'd got to the top, and the guy underneath who's like repelling me was like, "All right, you." you're good to let go. And I hadn't done this yet. So I was like, I can definitely let go here at the top. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you'll just let go. You'll abseil down. And I think because of the, he wasn't expecting the rope to be so slippery and I wasn't expecting it to be so flexible. It meant I just dropped way further and quicker than I was expecting to or he was expecting to. jump into your throat? Yeah, like for point, like the, yeah, the same 0.5 seconds. (laughs) I was just like, all right, this is it. I'm dead now. (laughs) This is... 
Uh, I'm done. Lord Almighty, that that's see that's um, that's so what scary. stops. There's so much trust. Yeah, there's so much yeah. trust involved there. Like it's crazy. You're actually trusting someone with your life. I mean, like okay, it's free to abseil down. Like, like yeah, it's inside. That, that is what it's called. When you go back down, it's abseiling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you done that, deal? Have you done abseiling? No, 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 no. I've, I've, you know. Um, <laughs> What were you saying? A Ferris wheel doesn't count, by the way. And normal sailing doesn't count either. <laughs> no, don't worry. I was going to say I've done a, I've done a, no, I've done a, I know what you're going to say. I've done a wind sail over some abs. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, because no, so- I've done, I've done abseiling uh, face first, Drusy. So I had to, and that was the same thing where I had to accept and then run the rope and then run down. And that's oh, one wow. of the hardest things that's I've like ever done. That's like some Mission Impossible yeah. kind of shit. How does that Yeah, work? you're like SAS was, Australia. They do that. Yeah. And then the guy who was running it was ex-army. Mm. And at first yeah. he's like going down backwards. And then he really was old school SAS where he uh, he said I was uh, yeah, a number of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, which, again, well, I have to admit, did spare me to turn around and go, well, you know what, stuff you made, I can do it. And I did do it. <laughs> so, yeah. But it was just running down. Yeah, you felt like yeah, I felt like a spy or like a, yeah. a superhero. And then once I did it once, I just wanted to keep doing it. It was crazy. Maybe that, is that what bungee jumping is as well? Once you've done it, well, really, uh, to be, can I be honest? For me, that's what stand up was. I was so scared before I did my first ever gig, but mm. as soon as I finished, I was like, "Well, that was terrifying, but I want to go again." And it's sort yeah, of yeah, I yeah, think definitely. roller coasters have a similar vibe for that for me. You know what I mean? And so, so Drews, one of the things I've never understood though is with the way like those rock climbing stuff. So where does it harness? Like, what is it just another person? Like, how does it work? I don't understand. Like it must be latched onto something, right. That feels secure. Yeah. Well, it's, um, so there's, I don't know a ton about this stuff. Um, but basically if you're doing it on, uh, like outdoors, mm-hmm. there'll be like different little points along the and rock those... where people have bolted in. Hooks. Oh, so they're and right, so right. You... So people have already. So the first person who, yeah, the first person who climbs, sort of uh like connects the rope like clips onto those hooks and so now the rope is flowing all the way through to the top and then once someone's done it once then they can set it up so it's a the rope is just uh you know remains at the top and you can just there's a rope that goes all the way from the bottom to the top and loops down again Mm. so it's doing that first one is called lead climbing where you're sort of setting up the rope as you go so that's safe but still more difficult but then we go Um, to the more senior more experienced climber yeah, yeah, and then what I was doing was just called top roping, which is a lot simpler because the rope's already, right. already there, and so it's just someone uh, standing at the bottom, connecting to the rope, like and, hold it and, onto you, and doing the slack and all that kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So you can just drop off, and they'll they'll catch you. It's it's difficult, I think, if they're um, if you fall a long way to where the um, where the next hook is. If you can imagine, you're doing the top rope, mm. so. You've hooked in the rope one place. You've climbed another few meters to get to the next like bit to clip in, and you fall off there. That means you fall like all the way to the next hook, and then the same amount of right, slack down. Right, 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 right. So I think that's how most people get hurt climbing. It's not that they fall off; they just fall quite a while and then like swing back into the yeah, into, into the, the rock. Yeah, yeah. Because then I feel like of all the movies I've seen is that you see someone who forgets to connect in that rope. All those little things come out of the rock. I, I yeah. don't know how many movies I've seen where you see the ping, 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 ping. You're like, oh, they're fucked. Cliffhanger, oh, yeah, still, totally. Stallone, yeah. And, um, yes. and, and Drew, so are you wearing a helmet for this? I did on the outdoor stuff, yeah. Right, right, right. So then let's talk about the physiological and stuff, the, the, the benefit of something like this. So obviously you need to have strong uh, legs, I'm assuming, like quads to be able to like pu- like push yourself up through these things because uh, i think yeah, simon I th- taylor was telling me and he does a lot of this as well and he said it's not really upper body you're not really necessarily relying on like a pull-up action it's actually about positioning your legs in a way where you can launch into the next sort of tier is that about right yeah i think so there's a lot of um it's definitely not as uh upper body heavy as you'd expect because right. yeah you are kind of walking up but you have to um it's a lot of core strength which is good because uh, i i don't have the discipline to like do that in the gym all the time or anything uh-huh. so it's a lot of things like flexibility and balance and core it, it gets you to work on that just in a kind of a more fun way but then a lot of it is uh the kind of frustrating part from a i guess like a fitness point of view is so much of it is just these 
just getting these weird strong fingers that you like aren't useful really in any other you know, oh, it's not like a, on, ideal you body you just have these powerful fingers you know, uh, young, i see where you i see young, the look young, in your eyes like see the you, gag you're going for on, yeah. <laughs> don't be like that um all right you know what come on i'll show, I'll show you some techniques <laughs> all right sure thank you deal okay if you feel <laughs> violated i understand <laughs> i'm trying to do this health and fitness podcast talking about <laughs> the strength and you need in your fingers to do a rock climb i don't get any, this this smut. Uh, very good. Um, um, but yeah, like, no, that's, you kind of you want to get that like pumped gym feeling, and then all you just have is sore fingers at the end. Yeah, that's the only okay, kind of frustrating bit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That like, okay, you can't strike like rock climbing would be great for anyone with arthritis. <laughs> like it, it would be. It's it like your fingers must absolutely just burn by the end of it. Yeah, your fingers and sort of forearms right, get the yeah. most all pumped up. Yeah. What about injuries that you've sustained in that so far? What have you had yourself? Um, I've been pretty lucky, I think, with climbing. I haven't really gotten hurt with it. I like I think I when I first did it I wasn't like using the chalk properly, so I was kept my fingers kept getting like a bit torn apart. But right. other than that, it's been fine. Like I think the only time I've hurt myself exercising is just lifting okay, weights. Okay, so we'll, we'll, really we'll, come, to the, well, we'll come to the weights. Oh, you go. Just one more question. There is a place in Brunswick uh, on Victoria Street, uh, which I just have a question is, why do so many guys do it without their shirts on? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just so many shirtless stuff. Is there an advantage to it? It's hot. Uh, no, I think I think just ripped guys like excuses yeah. to yeah. show off how ripped they are. Wait, I feel like. uh, what I was going to ask Jackie uh, is about the um, the chalk. So that's something I never really thought of. I've seen like you know, as you said, Mission Impossible, whatever. With part two, where Tom Cruise has got a little pocket pouch of chalk and he's putting his fingers in. So it's obviously my assumption it was it's like it's grit, right? It's just basically to moisten, yeah, to, to yeah. take the moisture out of your hand if you're sweating and you're getting better grip. But when you said you weren't doing it properly, I guess I'm not really sure what you mean by that. Uh, well, I mean, I just didn't own any chalk, so I would just kind of, ah. just if I could borrow some off someone, I would. But I I found that, I don't know, just the sort of plastic holds they have at those things, just the the pressure and the way it sort of stretches your hand skin around, I felt like I was my hands were just getting mangled on it, uh-huh. and I didn't really... I didn't put it together that that was because of chalk. I kind of thought oh, I just need to do this more and build up calluses or right, something. Right, right, right. I right. thought it was about being a beginner, but actually, right. since I've been chalking, it's been fine. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah. So one, yeah, you can't like. It makes you think of mice and men. Is it Lenny where he has the one hand with like, um, like where he keeps the one glove to keep one hand moist. For like he's um, oh no, that's the guy Lenny kills, isn't it? Or oh, he's, he's the, the bad guy. guy. Lenny kills. I'm yeah. Like, oh, okay. Because it's like, with, like, I can imagine with rock climbing at the end, it's like, you know, you've just got these most insane callousy hands, which I can't imagine would feel terribly nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, yeah, I have hands way rougher than my lifestyle should. Have, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just this, just this yeah. nerd who sits around writing all day, and I've got these, like, real you know, scaffolder's hands. It's great. <laughs> Like I do like that. like the, the idea is you know like show us your hands or oh, he has done some hard work you're like yeah that's it and, that's you it. know yeah, like yeah. Well, like those weird <laughs> trivia games or whatever you see the hand and you try and match the face to the hand and you yeah. see these hands <laughs> like um can I uh, yeah who's this lumberjack in, in, here in, in order to le- le- uh, lead us into uh, the injuries that you had in the gym can you tell the story about the physio appointment you had that you told me Jack yeah sure well, I um. So the only time I've gotten really hurt exercising was in the lockdown and it was kind of, um, I think it was because it was just uh, like a lot of people got hurt in the lockdown. You're just much more sedentary than normal. And then you go straight from being on the couch all day to, you know, get a little one hour block of exercise or whatever. And then I think the transition was not good for your body, mm. but I had to book a physio for the first time uh, in Melbourne. So I just found one online and I was doing the uh, um, like a Zoom appointment because you couldn't go in and do it uh, do it live or live in person, whatever. And the so I'm talking to the physio and uh, he asked me what I did for a living and that's always the kind of annoying thing where you're like, all right, what's this? Uh, what horrible question am I going to have to answer here? And, what and- stu- Am I going to have to tell him a joke? What's this going to be about? And I said, oh, I do stand-up I comedy. Right now, this is go. <laughs> yeah, I, go, I do stand-up comedy. And the guy's like, 
oh, my son does stand-up comedy. And I saw the guy, was, the surname was Lomas. I was like, oh, Ben. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is the best this could have possibly gone. Another comedian visits my dad. Yeah. <laughs> is it another? Because this is the first time I've heard of this happening. Have you had many people? Oh, going? what are you doing? Uh, Bart Freeman, I'm not sure if he's been on the podcast right. yet. Uh, Simon Taylor, he's been on the right. podcast. All oh, right. Um, yeah, quite a, few, quite a few comments, I, I'm, I'm the only... Yeah, he should offer some kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, should, uh, yeah and uh, yeah, no... That loves it, but also it's so funny because he's uh, he's he's treated in the past a lot of like dancers and actors, mm. and mm. then um, you know comedians. The only thing your dad has um, done for me is feed me and spray my shoes with disinfectant. <laughs> hey, we gotta be clean in the practice. Yeah. Gotta be clean. Uh, true story. I w- It'd be great if like um if your dad knew sort of enough about the. Like if I was like I do comedy and he like pulls out his you know doctor's pad, he's like, are you doing a lot of act outs on stage? <laughs> What's uh... you keep the mic in the stand or do you take it out? Yeah. Like what are we yeah, talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. like left or right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Are yeah. you pulling the slack on the cord on the microphone or is it a little circle? Yeah. Like how does that? Yeah. Do you ever do the fucking the stool miming? Because that's a really good. One. Yeah, that, that, that puts a lot of a lot of comedians backs out. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot of back support on those stools. So if you're gonna sit on the stool for like a sincere yeah. Yeah. story, yeah. you want to get a different type of chair. If you're dropping to or just lose, or just lose the act outs altogether. I mean, are yeah. they working? Yeah. <laughs> and so the injuries that you had was just uh, you said was mainly gym, and so this lockdown one is it? What what happened in lockdown? What was it? Yo- for me, it was yoga. Um, I don't, I can't pinpoint a specific thing. I think I was just uh, like I would just go running and just sort of lift weights in the backyard and no one's ever like showed me how to lift weights, but I also don't lift heavy weights. So I've always just sort of imagined it would be fine. And then, I don't know, some combo of doing this and then just sitting around the rest of the time, just like tweaked some nerve in my back. And I had like three days where it really hurt to do anything other than just like lie flat. Oh, "Oh, this is really bad. And then it kind of gradually got better, but I don't, I don't know a ton about how nerves work, but it, it, something to do with, the nerve that sort of runs down through my leg. And I think it's a common thing that maybe more runners talk is about. It, is stuff, it sciatic? I, mean, I couldn't run could, for a long time. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's what it yeah, was. Because that's what I have um, as well, yeah. Right. So I had that like quite badly for a while and then it hasn't been an issue since. So I don't know if it's a... Is it an ongoing thing for you or a thing that flares uh, up? Flares up is how I think it is. I mean, it's I haven't had it in a while, but yeah, it's, it's I think it's a flare up. Right. Yeah, because it was there were periods where it was really mm-hmm. like acute, and then there were periods where it was just kind of a bit of a background annoyance. Mm, okay, and then it kind of stopped. And so, what's your uh, general so preferred? If you were to look at your life when you were felt you were at your best for a prolonged period, not just like a on a whim, you were motivated and you did something. Mm. What are the what are the things that that have worked for you in terms of nutritional focus and exercise and mental health? Like, what are the what what seems to be the things that if you do these correctly, you tend to be on the right track? Um, I think running is a huge thing for me. Like I really can tell pretty dramatically that I'm a like a worse person if I'm not running quite a lot. Mm. Like I think I, it's something about it's getting all your energy out is one thing, but then just I I don't have I don't usually have headphones or anything when I run and it's I don't yeah, like wow. running on treadmills either. Like I think it's just the yeah. being outside by yourself just in nature like there's so many great like spots to run in melbourne especially where you can just go along the rivers and you don't you can run for like 20 minutes from the city and you already feel like the you're nature just out in the bush element somewhere. i think if you like, like you, and i feel like that, someone who really uh, enjoys yeah that does being more for me nature. than anything else i reckon yeah right yeah, I think if I wasn't doing uh, stand-up, I wouldn't live in a city for sure. Mm. Um, so I think, I think about, that's a big thing, yeah. I think about that too. I mean, I'm such a city person and I like to commute everywhere on a bicycle. So I mm, feel same. like part mm. of me would, you know, you know, living where I live makes sense because I can, I can ride to it. Like I'll ride to work tonight. I'll ride to gigs as much as I can. But then part of me it does absolutely miss nature. And then the idea of like I fantasize about having – or living near the coast and being able to walk along the beach and jump in the ocean every day. Like I can yeah, imagine, yeah. I don't know, like that whole earthing thing, like I get it. Like I get why people do it. I understand that. And not just for people who live near the coast, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm always fascinated. I was like, you know, you seem always really happy, people who live along the coast. 
Yeah, I mean, my my mom has been going to this uh, ocean swimming group, um, and she goes like, oh, tell us about every, that. Yeah, every day she goes and like jumps off this like jumps off the rocks in the beach where like in Jarangong where I grew up and does like a wow. kilometer swim with all these uh, just like real ocean people who just kind of know they've just been doing it for years. They know all about the, I don't know, the tide wow. and the animals and the everything. And it's been like, uh, I feel like life changing for her. Like I hear how she talks about it. It's like, um, like she seems like healthier mm. and happier. And I think just the, you hear all the stuff, like, you know, everyone's doing, you know, the Wim Hof ice baths and everything. Yeah. Now it feels like such a, I don't know, like a, a I, real natural, pure way of doing that, of just like being in the ocean first thing in the morning every day. Like it sure sounds amazing. One of my best mates has the same thing, and he does it, and he swims with them, and and the, uh, he is the youngest, and he's you know pushing fifty, uh, mm. but the oldest is eighty eight, and yeah. he's been doing it for nearly close to thirty years. Every day, every morning, summer, all the way throughout winter. Like maybe missing a day here or there. And he, he says that it's the reason why he's lived so long because knowing that he has to get up and mm. do it is just like that just sets him up for the day because he needs a reason to get out of bed. If he doesn't, he could sleep in, he could do that. And he reckons it's kept him really, really young. And also the sense of community. Like I mm. joined them for dinner this year and it was just fascinating. It's all walks of life oh. coming together. Uh, and the one thing they have in common is just swimming in the ocean early in the morning at sunrise that, that's how they do it they love seeing yeah, the sun come up it seems like a real bonding thing like anytime i go home now it's like my mom's always uh i keep I, it's I, like she's always I, baking I cakes for so different persons in the group's birthday or that kind of thing like it's a, of, yeah it's a whole operation um, as soon as you have a sense of being of service to someone else or someone outside of yourself you really start to mm. stop getting sort of caught up in your own shit like and that's a problem that a lot of people do is that that, that when you're going through a struggle and it's not to dismiss this, to dismiss the struggle you're going through, there's been mm. so much chat that I'm coming across where people say, well, just see if you can be there for someone else because straight away you start, you know, being able to tap in into a version of trying to help someone else and the brain can't tell the difference between their win and your win, you know? It's like, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm starting to feel better because that person is now doing better because of it. So your mom baking cakes for someone else knows yeah, that that yeah. person's going to be happy when they get that cake and then she's feeling good that she's done something, you know? It's really, like, people can't underestimate the value of community, I think, sometimes. It, and it's really funny, like, I don't know if I'm oversharing this, but it was so funny because when we went to go join this group, which the age range from every, or different people who, uh, who've moved to this coastal town from different parts of Australia, and then my mate said, oh, when we get there, can you, can, they're all going to make fun of me for being late. I'm, I'm always late. And I've known him for always being late. But he goes, can you not pile on with them? And I was like, no, I won't do that. Like, no, no, no. And he's like, you know, it's because I'm always late. And and uh, and I think they just, you know, hold it against me. And so when we walked in for dinner, there's like, you know, you know, 25 people there. And I'm like, oh, fucking classic. Old mate, always late. And I didn't chime in. But it was so funny because I was like, by the end of the dinner, like, I was like, he's like, oh, see? And I was like, yeah, but, yeah, they made fun of you because they all absolutely love you like you've been swimming with this group for two years there's one old guy you're going to help him move a week he's going to help you do this like yeah it's it's so beautiful like it's like you know whether he was in a weird sort of you know sort of sore spot or feeling a bit vulnerable but it was just amazing to see a group of people i love him love him more than anything else in the world but to see all these people have the same feeling i have but they've just developed it just meeting every morning it was beautiful yeah that's incredible um um I think that's Sorry. a weird thing. No, I was just going to say, I think it's a weird thing where, because I, I agree, like I hear so much of stuff about, you know, like r that sort of community thing used to be uh, so much more inbuilt into just daily life. Just in the past, I think it was more, um, it wasn't something you had to seek out. That was just sort of how life flowed for everyone. And I yeah. think that's kind of gone in a lot of ways. And I think it, it does feel like frightening, especially for people like me, who I think are more, introverted like that being something that you have to go out of your way to to seek out like i think when people think about mental health stuff it's always a very like personal individual journey when people think about feeling better and doing better it's always like well i have to exercise more and i have to meditate and i have to eat better where like trying to seek out people and help people and you know be able to talk to more it's that's doesn't immediately factor into the equation i think for a lot of people 
and and on top of that as well, Jesse, is like a lot of people would also say the fact that they're like they are connected with a lot of online communities, which I'm sure they are, mm. or even WhatsApp groups, which I have friends, but occasionally still need that physical contact, yeah, that physical interaction, person to person, which I think you know even with Zoom and everything, it's just there's something that is just still I don't know if you can recreate being in the same room with the same person, feeling their energy in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to to finish us up, finish us off though. There's two questions I'd like to finish on. One is, uh, I guess, the flip side of that question, uh, which is, what have you when are, when you're in a unhealthy spot? What are your go-to kind of vices? Because I love talking about vices, whether it's booze or food or things like that. But uh, the other one is, we never actually got to hear your meditation practice because we had a wanking joke come in. Oh yeah, yeah, so. and said a a big old wank. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I have, I don't know much about meditation. Really. The only way I've learned how to do What's it is yours? Just that, That's not, it's not about like, what, what do you use? Yeah. Yeah. I just do, I don't do any, um, like guided thing or anything. It's just the, I have a, a timer. There's actually a YouTube video that I go to. That's just a sort of a nice bell sound and then another mm. bell sound in like however much time you want it to be. So there's one for 10 right. minutes, one for 15, one for 20. Um, and then I just, I just sit in a comfortable spot and just try and keep bringing focus back to my breath and right anytime i thought start to wander i just sort of notice that and bring it back and that's kind of just the only yeah. way i've learned and it seems to work pretty good for me and how long do you yeah, tend to on average kind of go for i'm not in a great spot at the moment so i'll do like with meditation i mean so i'll do like 10 minutes is probably the most i can do and then if i'm doing it more frequently i would like to do like I think it works better if I do longer, if I do like 20 minutes or something. So can I then just mm. ask in terms of when you say works better, what does that mean for you? Like, um, is, it, is it that you feel less anxious afterwards? You feel more refreshed and energized or focused? What, what is it? What, what are the feelings you get post a good session? Yeah, well, I think there's with the kind of like basic tech addiction that everyone has at the moment with just mm. this sort of constant need for like, to feel like doing it, something yeah. or looking at something or whatever. I, I feel mm. like it gives me a a release from that or I just feel more like present and I don't need to be, you know, constantly, you know, um, looking at stuff or whatever. But I, I feel like for me, it's just like with just like exercising or doing anything, it just takes a while to warm up and get into it. So if I can do a longer one, mm. I feel like my thoughts will be busier for the first bit and then, if I can commit to doing it for longer, then I'll get into the right. the zone that I think is the the goal of meditation. And it's not like I'm in some, you know, like blissed out monk state mm. or anything, but I just feel like I can, like, I don't even really know how to describe what it feels like because it's not yes. that different, but I do right. feel like my day is better having done it. That's all I, I can say. Yeah, because I, I, the reason I ask you, because I've always described mine as being, I don't really can pinpoint the a feeling better but mm. i know that if i don't do it in a few days in a row i feel shitter yeah that's exactly it yeah and i wish that was like advertised about what meditation is, <laughs> you go into it expecting you're just gonna like levitate and see god's yeah, face yeah, and you're yeah. be happy forever yeah i've been meditating quite you know diligently for about four years now coming up to five and i reckon i've had like four sessions where it felt like i was in that sort of transcendental place you know yeah wow but but off, yeah, off like <laughs> but it's like the rest of the time it's like okay I've, i'm fine you know and yeah. i just yeah, and if totally. and, and the way i changed my perspective on it was i said i told myself there's no goal here the mere fact that you are just going to be away from your phone for 20 minutes and your eyes are closed that's all we're really getting out of this anything about yeah, that is a weird. bonus yes and uh, vices, let's finish up on vices. What do you love to um, fuck your life on? A lot of just, um, I mean, I think just distractions and tech stuff is a big part of it. Yes. Just being like watching too much crap and is a big thought. But I think you're not, um, you're not a big drinker or drug user, are you? No, not really. Um, yeah. I sort of drink. Not it. that you want to put on the record. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've had we've had people fucking we've had no, Grammy no, no, and no, Aria award winning <laughs> musicians talk about <laughs> psychedelics. Yeah, but um, but I, what I mean by that is I, I, I the reason I asked that question is because I feel like my phone addiction has gone through the roof since I quit drinking. 
because I feel like it's yeah. it's it's some sort of dopamine hit or escapism that uh, I used to get from alcohol and maybe being social and being out with friends that I don't have as frequently anymore. So I feel like I wonder whether that's where the phone's coming in from. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah, what the phone's feeling in. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I think, a lot of... Um, yeah, like, I think... And I think this is part of it as well of like having this big block of time in the evenings mm. that I have now is like not just uh, pigging out in that point, like being more disciplined yeah. about not just eating lots of corn chips and ice cream and stuff. I feel like that's my biggest kind of go-to. I feel bad and I just want something something right now to make me feel good sort of vice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, immediate like a short-term satisfaction yeah. and deal with the consequences later. Yeah, now that, that's pretty much most vices, hey? Man, uh, um, Jack Drews, we got to wrap, yeah, yeah. No, I just got to wrap it up, Tracy. Anything to plug, anything to plug, yeah, yeah. Well, out? I recorded a uh stand up special on YouTube. Um, if you want to watch that, that would be great. It's been going good, so uh, I've got a lot of nice feedback. It's called Rat Paradise, and you just search Jack Drews on YouTube, um, check it out. And uh, if you like that, uh, I'm doing a show comedy festival this year. Um, it's called Dreamboat and uh, a ticket at the Comedy Festival website. That would be great. Excellent. Uh, I hope Tommy Dassler doesn't fucking sue you because I think he did a Dreamboat about 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that until... Uh, yeah. I think someone pointed out on Twitter and I was like, oh, fuck, he did. But, but I'm pretty sure that I, uh, also, also Helia did one Dreamboat before that. So it's just... Dreamboat's been around for a while. Yeah. So well, I have, a, I have a joke about the expression dreamboat that yep. I was writing when the registration happened. And I was like, I got to come up with something, chuck in yes. dreamboat. And the dreamboat joke has not been yep. working. So <laughs> <laughs> could be the worst named show in the history of the festival. But really? We'll see. Oh, that's really funny. That's so that's really good. Uh, ben, you've got your that's show. Really Any uh, more questions? Uh, yes, any more questions? Uh, let you know half the tickets are already gone. Yay! So Sweet. keep going, uh, keep buying. Uh, uh, I want to get the aim is to sell it out before we start. So please, if you want to buy it, uh, make my little dream come true. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful. Uh, and uh, I am at the comedy. Actually, when this comes out uh, next week, I'm at the Perth Fringe Festival or Fringe World, as they call it, from the February 14th to the 19th of february uh, i'll be in johnny fox uh for the week but also i'll be in wanneroo on uh friday and saturday doing the solo show so if wanneroo is closer for you make sure you come and check the show out there the show's called heartstopper uh and also adelaide uh you beautiful bastards i'm going to be there the february 25th and 26th saturday sunday uh and then the melbourne comedy festival and then we'll talk about sydney and oh, brisbane in quick. may uh but all the details on dilrook j uh and instagram or dilrookj.com so thank you you beautiful um, people and jack Drews, thank you Drusy. thank you so much for coming along oh, guys, and thank sharing. you for having me that was a lot of fun that was great man i really appreciate you sharing all of that so all the best uh, for thanks, Patreon. and we'll see you soon see, thanks bye, bye. bye.